Do you know the way to the Harland Highway? Ba, 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 da, ba. Oh, yeah, here it is. You're on it. You're on it. You don't need to know the way. You are here on the Harland Highway podcast. Hey, everybody. My name's Harlan Williams. I'm your host of said podcast. What a show we have today. Oh, my God. Uh, the discovery of a new species that already existed. Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. Wait till you hear this, man. A new species is discovered that already existed. How does that work? Well, you're going to find out when we do a crazy, crazy news story. Holy jumping jelly beans. And uh, speaking of crazy news stories, how about this sex scandal with big Holly time, uh, you know, Hollywood time movie mogul Harvey Weinstein. We're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking about my connection to uh, to uh, the whole thing, which isn't much. But, you know, I have a little tiny connection to it. And then, uh, you know, on on the topic of the sex addiction, which, which Harvey Weinstein has acknowledged he has, we're going to call an actual sex clinic, a sex addiction clinic, and talk to a patient about about what it's like and how it feels and how you cure sex addiction. So put your condom on. This is the Harland Highway. Put on your seatbelts. It's about to get bumpy. Oh, how perfectly awful. I get my kids above the waistline, sunshine. When will they take the bandages off? We don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Let us out of here! Please! Let me tell you, you're starting something here that that's what you should be frightened of. Oh, fuck yeah, bud! Just leave us alone. Sit down, strap in, and shut up. What's going on? What's the matter? I thought maybe if I could kill him, I could make him stop. My mother never breastfed me. She told me she liked me as a friend. Who are we? This is the Harland Highway. What? It's the Harland Highway. It's, it's a cookbook. Ah! Holy Harvey Weinstein, huh? Whoa. Hang on, Harvey. Wow. So uh, I guess if you've been watching the news, you're uh, aware of this whole Harvey Weinstein, Hollywood movie mogul, sex abuse fiasco. Yikes. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, is he's a portly man. He's a big man. He's, he's not what I would classify as a leading man with his looks. He doesn't have leading man good looks. He's kind of a big, burly, rough-around-the-edges-looking guy. Probably overweight and, uh, you know, scruffy. And uh, this guy uh, somehow, uh, through his dealings in Hollywood, kind of rose to the top of the heap in La La Land as a, you know, a producer and a... Uh, uh, a production company that makes content, films, TV shows, what, whatever. You know, they they usually do a lot of the avant-garde movies, the Oscar-worthy movies, the uh, the artsy-fartsy movies for the most part. That's their bread and butter. 
and they've done well, and they've, they've produced some great movies, but, but behind the scenes, I guess uh, one of the co-founders, one of the Weinstein brothers, uh, was uh, kind of taking advantage of his position and his status and his wealth and was using that as leverage against uh, young, uh, vulnerable, susceptible uh, actresses and, and women who were uh, trying to, uh, you know, make their way through the often corrupt and over-sexualized Hollywood system. And it sounds like our boy Harvey was more than happy to uh, kind of uh, use his influence to uh, bully or persuade or maybe even assault and rape, from what I'm hearing, uh, girls and women uh, who were here in, in Los Angeles and who knows if it filtered overseas and whatnot. And now all the you-know-what is hitting the fan. And Harvey is, uh, you know, he's put out a few emails and letters asking for forgiveness and help. And he's he's going to a, a, a sex addiction clinic in Europe to help him manage this moment. Uh, you know what? I, I just, I don't feel a lot of sympathy for these people that commit all these atrocities. And then once they're caught, they try to put a a, a, a healthy face on it by going to, uh, you know, get some help. You know what, I, I, I think the, uh, the person that really cares acknowledges they have a problem while they're in the midst of it and get some help. They don't, they don't wait till they're busted. Oh, you're caught. Well, okay, I guess I, I better get some help and clean this up. No, buddy, you should have cleaned it up when you were uh, violating other human beings. That's when you should have cleaned it up. You never should have started, by the way, but you should have cleaned it up when you uh, obviously knew it wasn't right and you had a problem, pal. Uh, And this is also something I think Tiger Woods went through this when he was... uh, when he was uh, kind of uh, caught in the middle of, of having multiple affairs behind his wife's back, he he ran to a sex addiction clinic. And I th- are we calling over to a, a sex addiction clinic today? We're going to talk to somebody. Okay, good. Okay, so we're going to later in the show we're going to actually call a one of these sex clinics, and I guess one of the the patients has agreed to talk to us because it's a serious condition, I guess. So maybe we'll be able to shine more light on this. Uh, maybe we'll be able to, uh, you know, get deeper into the world of, of sex addiction. And it's certainly having a rippling effect through Hollywood and, and high-level uh, actors and producers and all kinds of people. Now even like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are starting to get pulled into the fray a little bit here. And then you've got all these these uh, you know these highfalutin actresses who, you know, year after year get up on the Oscar podium or show up at on the stage at uh, you know women's rallies or or for women's causes, 
And, you know, they, they, they shout at the top of their lungs, women power, women power. And a lot of these women have worked with Harvey Weinstein. And it sounds like some of them are coming out of the woodwork and condemning them. And other ones, uh, it's crickets. So it's like, hey, let, let's go, man. What's the double standard here? Um, so it's always good when someone like this gets busted because it's, it's, uh, it's just not right, man. As, as a, uh, as a, as a actor in Hollywood myself, I can tell you, man, it's a hard journey. It's a very hard journey. It, it's, it's. You think getting a movie role is hard? It's hard just to get a, a toothpaste commercial in this town. It is hard to get anything, and to get multiple things is even harder, and to build a career as an actor and, and keep it there is even harder. It's it's so freaking tough. And I would dare say that the ladies have it even tougher, you know, because they are more susceptible to this kind of casting couch mentality right and i've seen it man i've i've seen it i won't mention names or i won't say who or what but i I'm, and i'm not referring to harvey weinstein but i've seen other other girls and uh i've i've seen uh you know other ladies who who uh you know in my opinion, have been kind of like being used or being kind of conned or being manipulated into, uh, you know, dating or going out with someone just because of their status. I mean, I got to tell you, man, it's it's a little creepy sometimes to see. But, uh, you know... In all true defense, I guess you could say that of any industry, wherever there's high roller players, you know, I'm sure the, the two guys that created Google and, and I'm sure Tesla and anyone who's of, of that, you know, ilk, I'm sure they, they uh, you know, have their share of opportunities with the ladies and, and uh, being in a position of power and whatnot. Um, but anyways, um, it's interesting because I was just, you know, being in Hollywood here, you're probably going, well, Harland, have you ever had any interactions with Harvey Weinstein? Well, coincidentally, oddly enough, I did not have an interaction with him directly, but about, I don't know, about three weeks ago, I was actually in their offices. I went to a meeting to pitch some shows, some ideas for some television shows at the uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, facilities at their head offices uh, in uh, Beverly Hills. I was uh, sitting in a boardroom and chatting with a very wonderful, lovely executive who couldn't have been more articulate and professional and, and gracious. She was absolutely beautiful and and uh she was she was really awesome and and uh so i had a good experience within the walls of the company but that being said i was not aware of all this stuff and i did not meet with harvey himself so i don't know if all this is gonna blow my chances for uh getting anything going with them work-wise i don't know what the future of that company will be 
Because, uh, you know, if, if Harvey had been doing this for a year, it's like, okay, shame on him. But the fact that it sounds like he's been doing this for 30 years, it's like, okay, who at the company didn't know? How do you not know? How did his brother not know? You just, you just kind of go, wait a minute. You know, so, and then on the other side of it, the, the, the main, one of the main accusers that came out is a, a, a beautiful actress named Rose McGowan, who you're like, well, Harland, have you ever had any interactions with Rose McGowan? And the answer is, well, yes, I have. Years ago, uh, we're talking like 10 years ago or maybe even 12 years ago. I was out and about on the town, you know, highfalutin with some buddies. We were out at a bar and having some drinkies, having some beers, and uh, I was single and I was hanging out and and I didn't really know who Rose McGowan was. And I guess she knew who I was and I'm just hanging about and all of a sudden she kind of locks eyes with me. I see, oh, there's a pretty girl. She saunters across the bar right up to me and plops down. We sit down in a, in, a, in a chair at a little table and we're staring into each other's eyes and I don't know if she'll remember this, but I sure do because it was like she was like kind of coming on to me pretty aggressively. And I don't mean she was touching me, but she was just like verbally saying out, you know, that she was really like liked me and was like wanted to hang out and stuff. Unfortunately, I didn't really know who she was at that time yet. I was not on in, in tune with who Rose McGowan was. And so afterwards, we had a nice little conversation. We hung out. I could tell she was being very flirtatious and coming on to me. And I, I kind of just didn't, didn't take the bait because I, I just didn't know who she was. And afterwards, my buddy was like, you know who that was, right? And I go, no. I was like, blah, blah. Then he told me. And I was uh, for a minute, I was like, oh, really? And, and, and then... And then he goes, yeah, she, she dated um, Marilyn Manson for a while. And then I kind of went, oh, really? Huh. You know, the, that little excitement I had for a second because she was a famous actress suddenly got a little tarnished when I knew that Marilyn Manson had, has, had his creepy hands all over her. I was kind of like, ooh, no thanks. Um... Get me some Perel, please. Um, so, so, anyways, that none of this matters. What I'm saying about Rose McGowan, or probably my meeting at the Weinstein Club, but it's funny how things are a little bit connected. And and I was just telling you that's kind of my point of reference and my my interaction with uh, with a couple of the key players. But anyways, it's sad to see. I guess Harvey, it's that old adage, you 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 made your bed, now you got to sleep in it and we'll see what happens, man. It sounds like he's done. He's cooked. But uh, as I said, later in the show, we will take a call. We're going to connect with a uh, sex addiction uh, clinic and talk to one of its uh, patients. And kind of get uh, further insight into uh, the world of sex addiction. Yikes. Um, but for now, Roger, why don't we switch gears? And uh, do we have a crazy news story we can do? Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Roger's talking. Whenever you hear me talking like, and you don't hear Roger, that's Roger talking in my earphones, okay? So he says we have a crazy news story, and it has something to do with seafood. So do it. Let's 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 play it, man. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Okay, well, it, I, I said in, in the intro there it involves seafood, but I guess we have to ask, is it really seafood? Listen to this crazy news story headline. It kind of made me happy, this one. Crazy news story headline, six-legged land lobster, long thought extinct, discovered on volcanic crag. I love that. I love that, that that word, crag. You don't hear that a lot. Hey, man, where'd you buy your new wheelbarrow? Oh, I got it on Craigslist, man. Oh, that's craggy, bro. So here we go. A, a land lobster? So that's what I'm saying. Can it really be classified as seafood if it's got the word land in it? This First of all, before I read the story, I really like it that you, too often we hear about species being extinct or on the endangered species list or they're gone forever. How fun and happy does it make you feel when you hear that these creatures still exist? Hell yeah. Here we go. Um, Nearly a hundred years ago, a British supply ship ran aground at Lord Howe, a tiny island roughly 400 miles east of Australia. Black rats trickled off the ship, scouring the island and feasting on its native bug, a large spindly stick insect known as Drydocalis australis, or the land lobster. Bum, bum, bum. Do we have to open a new uh, food food chain called the, the red land lobster? Uh, it says here, within 30 years, the Lord Howe Island stick insects vanished. 30 years, that's a, that's a lot of eating for those rats. Man. Then, in 1964, climbers on a nearby volcano known as Ball's Pyramid. Yikes, that sounds like it hurts. Whenever you hear the word Ball's and Pyramid... Don't you just picture some loser running to the top of the pointy pyramids? He slips and squishes his balls on the tip of the pyramids. I I don't want to hear balls pyramids. (laughs) A volcano known as Balls Pyramids found a dead insect that looked suspiciously like the fabled land lobster. Dun, dun, dun. Decades later, researchers in 2001 found two dozen of the glossy black bugs slithering in the mud. Dun, dun, dun! Those bugs, though, looked a little different. They were thinner with leaner hind legs and different tail ends. For researchers, it begged the question, were these newly found insects an evolution of the Lord Howe Island ones or something else? Dun, dun, dun! The very same, according to a new paper in Current Biology, which found DNA between the two different by less than 1%, suggesting that the two populations most likely diverged after the origin of this species and not long enough ago for 
speciation to have taken place. I don't know what that word means, speciation. I guess it means, I don't know. I think we know, like I think we get it because we're talking about species, but we don't get it. Like I'll read it again. After the origin of the species and not long enough for speciation to have taken place, like something to do with it becoming a species, I guess. Fewer than 30 adult stick insects are left on Ball's Pyramid. Ouch! Per the conversation, making it perhaps the rarest insect on Earth. Now researchers want to bring the stick bug back to Lord Howe Island, but first, those rats must die. A rodent eradication effort will take place on Lord Howe in 2018, after which, if successful... The land lobster will return home. Bum, bum, bum. Well, I always wonder how they do that, right? How do you eradicate the rats? I mean, rats are one of the, the most elusive, stealthy, you know, smart uh, creatures alive. And you're talking about wiping rats off of a whole island? I'm not sure you can successfully do that. I mean, these these rats are resilient, man. Rats will probably survive the nuclear holocaust. So, I don't know, man. That That's a tall order. I hope they do it, man. But you got to admire the rats, right? Most rats are in an alleyway. They find an old pizza crust. You know, they're eating a a rotten potato in a dumpster. They find, like, a a potato chip behind a toilet at the airport. What are are the Balls Island? (laughs) The Balls Island rats chowing down on lobster. Oh, yeah, living large, eh, buddy? Have yourself. What are you having for dinner tonight, Melvin? Well, I'm going to have a damn lobster. What are you having? Same thing, lobster. You you don't want to go in the water and risk getting eaten by a fish, do you? Hell no, I'm having a land lobster. And since they're at the edge of the volcano, I might broil the damn thing. Anybody got any melted butter? I can't believe it's not butter. So there you go, man. First of all, congratulations to the land lobster for coming back. And second of all, um, just uh, cool. A land lobster, great. Now they're going to repopulate the planet. Now we we got to walk around and worry about getting our asses pinched everywhere we go. Ah, what the hell was that? Oh, uh, looks like you got bit by a land lobster, dude. Like, isn't it bad enough we got mosquitoes and ants and hornets? Now we now we got to walk around worrying about a, a lobster chomping our ass? Oh, well, I guess I'm happy. I'm happy for the return of the land lobster. All right, we got him, Raj. Okay, this is the sex clinic? All right, no, we don't have to say where it is, but let's just, yeah, we don't want to pin it down, track it down. It's 
It's a, it's a patient at a sex addiction clinic. Okay, okay. We t- oh, sorry, folks. I'm talking to Roger in my earphones here. Uh, as we uh, discussed earlier, we do have a, a gentleman uh, who's calling us from his uh, his chambers at uh, a sex uh, addiction clinic, which we uh, will not name uh, for the uh, purposes of being discreet and keeping the gentleman's uh, location uh, secure and private. Uh, but this gentleman, your name, sir, uh, is Barney Brown. Hello, sir. Hi. How are you? Uh, good, good, sir. This is, if I'm getting the name correct, Barney Brown? That's right. BB, they call me. My, my friends call me BB. Okay, uh, BB, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. This is a very uh, topical issue going on right now, and uh, I, I'm sure you've seen on TV the situation with Mr. Weinstein. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Been there, done that. Okay, wow. So so this is a common pattern you'll see in, you know, sexual predators like myself, sex addicts. We just have an appetite for sexual activity. Uh, we like the feeling of being sexually dominant, having power over our, well, our victims, if you will. Wow, that's that's a strong word, Barney. Uh, you know, victims that that carries a lot of weight, a lot of gravitas. Well, it it it's part of what gives us the rush. It's you know we live these lives. Some of us are movers and shakers. Some of us are powerful people, and some of us are just your run of the mill. Some of us are low income. Some of us are middle income people, but. Whatever our socioeconomic strata, we derive power from dominating other human beings in a sexual way. Yeah, and it seems like Harvey Weinstein uh, has really been really uh, making a go of it for, it sounds like, 30 years. Well, like I said, uh, Mr. Williams, it's a drug. It, it's it's a an addiction, and that's why I'm here at uh, Sweepy Hollows. I'm I'm. Uh, well, well, we weren't going to say the name of your your facility, uh, Barney. Well, it, it doesn't matter because I have to, I have to come to terms with this. I have to be real about it. I have to face the world, and I'm never going to uh, conquer my sexual addictions if I hide away. And uh, you know, stay in the shadows. Well, that that's very uh, that's very big of you, sir. That's a that's an honorable statement. And just so so our listeners can kind of get a handle on what sex addiction is, can can you kind of walk us through a little bit uh, what it is and and how it affects you? Absolutely, it's it's a powerful, almost as I said, like a drug. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we get fixated on uh, sexual activities. We, we get fixated on erotica, uh, pornography, and, uh, we develop a mindset, a, a mental psychology where the slightest things can, uh, arouse us, uh, turn us from, uh, you know, someone who might be sitting in church 
to someone who is has an enormous, insatiable sexual appetite. Wow, that that's powerful. And, and you're saying you can't control this, sir? These these urges? We cannot control them. There is there is serious, and there is there is uh, lethal as uh, an alcoholic craves liquor. Uh, they're they're as uh, ravenous as a a uh, heroin uh, opioid user who craves the needle. Uh, it is it is strong, strong destructive uh, stuff. Wow! And like, what is an example of 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 this sexual ad- ad- addiction, Barney? Well. You know, anything can trigger it. I mean, I, 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 you know, you might see a ladybug, and I might hear the word lady, and think about you know a woman's private parts just by hearing the word lady. I get triggered, and I'll get aroused, and then I need to satisfy myself. Oh wow, a, a ladybug! Oh, it's that simple. It's that simple. I mean, I'm, I'm looking around my room here, and uh, let's see, for example, my pillow slip. Uh, if there's a crease in my pillow slip that, you know, a simple crease in, in, in my mind or in the mind of a sex addict turns from a crease into a looking like a woman's private parts. And and uh, and when we when we see the, these types of things, when the, when imagery fills our heads and we we get triggered, we, we get aroused and and uh, 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 sir, sir, we 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 a simple crease. And in a pillow slip, can, can sir, you, are you all right there? It sounds like the the phone is um. A simple crease in a pillow slip, uh, Mr. Williams, can can turn us uh, from docile to uh, pardon my French, having a a raging. Direction or and having a sexual appetite that cannot be satiated. Um. Okay, sir. So, so a crease in a pillow slip. Pardon me. I said a crease in a pillow slip, sir. If, if you could just, uh, would you say that? Slow it down bit for me and if you could say it uh, maybe in a hushed tone uh, you know like a whisper I'm sorry sir the the crease if you could say the word creased pillow slip um I'm not sure I understand sir say it slowly and whisper it um okay uh Creased pillow slap.
Hello? Barney? Sir? Hello, Mr. Williams. Yeah, and... Are, are you okay, sir? Did you f fall or something? Uh, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I uh... Yes, I slipped off the bed. Uh, but as I was saying, uh, the, 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 the sexual triggers that exist in the mind of people with our affliction, uh, they're uh, out of control. And they, they, they dominate our brains, they, they rule our lives, and they, they make our lives a living hell and a, a pleasured paradise uh, from one second to the next. Wow. Um, so, so for example, uh, let's say you're just, um, you know, you're you're going about your daily business. You're you're walking through an airport. Okay. And you see like uh, like a woman walk by, and let's say a, a mid-range skirt just uh, cut to above her knees. Could you say that again? Please, sir. I, I didn't hear you. The phone. Rub. I think we have a a, a lie. Uh, the, the line seems a little uh, crackly or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, th I thought I, I I was hearing something too. I was saying, let's say an average woman walks by with a with a a regular uh, fitted skirt that comes just above her knees. Sir? Yes, above her knees, and, and does it taper in at her, at her waist line? Uh, does it taper in and therefore accentuate her, her buttocks and frame her, her derriere and so that it's tight and you can almost see her, her butt cheeks? Sliding around under the fabric, sir. Hello, Barney. Hello. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Um, and so, and so, I'm here at the addiction clinic, and uh, every day is a struggle, Mr. Williams, and, and we fight, and we try not to have these thoughts uh, that arouse us, that cause us to uh, act out. Now, now, what do you mean, act out? Is this, is this kind of like what, what Harvey did, where he, he had to get aggressive with women, he, he, he felt the uncontrolled urge to... to have to touch them, get physical with them. Uh, I'm sorry, touch, touch, touch you, Mr. Williams. Well, I, I'm just saying, and not like Harvey Weinstein, but just any someone with a sexual addiction would want to place their hands on a woman's breasts. Let's say. Could you say that again, please? <laughs> I said, putting your hands on a woman's breasts. Sir? Uh, how do you mean exactly uh, hands on her breasts? Well, I, I mean, if, 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 if a man were to uh, take his hands and lift them up and cup 
a woman's breasts, and she did not invite him to. <laughs> Sir? I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Did you say cup her breasts uh, on the outside of her garment or reaching on the inside? Well, I don't know. I, I guess you could cup a breast on the outside of clothing, but uh, I'm sure there's been many occasions where a sex addict or like yourself would reach inside of the the fabric and maybe stick one's hand under the bra and cup the breast uh, with their bare hands. Sir, I, I think this phone line is. Oh, I say it again, please. I did. I, I, you, you cut out it when you said. Cup the breast with your bare hand, the bare breast. <laughs> Hello, sir. Are you there? and his needs and desires. Well, how, how long does the average person stay at, what, did you say it was the Sleepy Willows? Y yes, sir. We have, we have people that have been here for weeks, uh, months, and uh, in my case, coming up on almost a year. Wow, that is a very, uh, that's a long stay, sir. Uh, but it, I, I, I guess I have to ask, is it working? Are you... Are you getting uh, the help that you need? Well, yes. I, I think you can tell by this phone call that I'm uh, in, uh, you know, full recovery mode. And uh, in my mind, I'm probably going to say uh, cured, although my counselors don't like me throwing that word around. But I feel that I'm uh, pretty much ready to get out of here. Well, that, that congratulations, sir. Um, I mean, uh, I, I just, I, I know you've put in a lot of work, you put in a lot of time and, and it would be nice for you, I'm sure to get out from beyond those walls and just get, get out into the world again, get out for a walk, get to a park, uh, go to a beach, pardon me, you know, just spend the day at a beach. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, what, uh, yeah. Which beach? Well, well, I don't know. You know, a, a beach in, in Miami, a beach in California, a beach in Hawaii. Yeah, yes. Uh, and then what, uh, it, just to help me visualize uh, what you're saying, uh, uh, Mr. Williams, who, who's on the beach? On, on the beach? Uh, who, this beach you speak of, who, who's on it? Oh my goodness! There's 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 people. There's 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 families. There's honeymooners. There's there's men. There's beautiful women. Yes, yes. I I I, I think uh, what these women. What what kind of women? 
Well, you know, I, 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 all kinds of women, uh, housewives, uh, uh, young professionals, college girls. <laughs> Sir, hello? Yes, uh, uh, college girls, yes. Uh, like how old would you say, uh, Mr. Williams? Well, call, you know, college girls, what, 17 to 20 or something? <laughs> Hello? Yes, yes, I'm here. Uh, these college girls, uh, I'm guessing they're, uh, they're wearing, uh, you know. Well, bathing suits. It's a beach, sir. Bathing suits, I mean, uh, since we're talking about it, you know. I don't know, a nice, you know, college girls love bikinis, right? <laughs> Sir, hello, I, I don't know, if, if, are you in the mountains or something? Because this phone line is just uh, really crackly and... Uh, these, uh, these bikinis, Mr. Williams, are we talking uh, onesies or a, uh, you know, a uh, bikini bottom? Are we... You know what? I like a thong myself. <laughs> Hello, sir. Hello? Bobby? Barney? Oh my god. Roger? Is he. Did he hang up? Wow. Okay. Uh, yikes. Uh, it's, uh, my apologies. I think we had a bad phone line there. I, I think a lot of these clinics are nestled up in the mountains or the hills, or they're usually in some uh, place surrounded by nature. So I, I, I think I could hear like a babbling brook in the background or crickets chirping or something. Was was uh, I, I hope the uh, the uh, the phone call was audible to everyone. Uh, you know, sometimes you just can't get a clean phone line when you're calling into kind of remote places so uh but an interesting call uh wouldn't want to deal with what that guy's dealing with uh sounds like it's hard sounds like he from what he said he's conquered it and he sounds like he's ready to get back out into the world and uh you know join regular society again any day so congratulations to barney brown that was a great call very inspiring and nice to see that th this stuff can be cured and and uh as we know, uh, Harvey Weinstein said he's uh, entering uh, one of these clinics, and I'm sure he'll be clean as a whistle and and cured of all his sexual deviancy and perversions, uh, you know, in, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And uh, he can blend right back in with everyone else. Great. Um, and I think we'll leave, leave the show on that positive note. Oh, that's really good. Um, so let's uh, let's see. Let's do some announcements, shall we? 
Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's talk about something funny and not so serious, uh, like sex addiction. But uh, let's talk about stand-up comedy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this weekend, starting tonight, October 12th, Thursday, October 12th, through October 15th, which is a Sunday, I will be at the Irvine Improv in Orange County, California, or Irvine, California, which is just about 50 minutes south of Los Angeles, an hour south. So please come out and catch the show at the Irvine Improv. Beautiful club, man. And uh, we we are going to have a great time uh, there all weekend. One show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. Let's do it. And then the following weekend, I will be in Burbank, California at a club called Flappers. Oh, yes, great club right in downtown Burbank, California. Uh, That'll be October, Saturday 21st. Great time. And then here's a big announcement. You ready for this? I've only done the podcast live once, and that was at Sketchfest in San Francisco a few years ago. And now I will be doing the podcast live for the second time only. Uh, I will be doing the uh, All Things Comedy Podcast Festival, Comedy Festival. And I will be in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Tempe, the Tempe Improv. One night only, October 28th. So that's coming up. That's like Halloween weekend. And I will give you more details on that. Uh, please check my website, harlowwilliams.com, for your tickets and ticket information and all that. And then the following weekend after that, November 2nd to November 5th, yours truly will be in Buffalo, New York, or Buffalo, uh, yeah, Buffalo, New York at the Helium Comedy Club. Uh, great club, so get your tickets, folks. And then uh, mid-November, November 16th to the 19th, I'll be in San Jose. I mean, man, I have a big fall tour happening here, baby. And then uh, in uh, late November, Edmonton, uh, Alberta, uh, November 23rd to the 26th. <laughs> Yeehaw, baby. So I'm jazzed. I'm excited for my fall comedy tour. Also, uh, while you're at harlemwilliams.com getting your comedy tickets, uh, please, uh, please also check out our store. We have all kinds of merchandise in there for you. And uh, what else? Um, you can uh, you can visit uh, our uh, our uh, our page that uh, lets you join the um, the uh, premium membership. Twenty dollars a year gets you the whole. Uh, archived library of Harland Highway podcasts, and uh, it's all great stuff. And then uh, also uh, you can get our free app on your cell phone. Just uh, go into your cell phone app store and type in the Harland Highway podcast, and you're in, baby. And uh, that's about it. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Hope uh, you had a lot of laughs here today. Thank you for listening, and tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway. That's it for now, folks. Uh, Keep it real in the deal, and until next time, chicken, 
Chow mein, baby. Say it slowly and whisper it.